All right, it is Wednesday, 7-27-2022. Seems like every date in 2022 has some neat little ring to it. 7-27-2022. Anyway, it's a, a lawyer talk Wednesday with the Blitz. So we're going to be tuning in with the Blitz over uh, 99.7 with Loper and Randy momentarily, taking their questions. Uh, we're reaching the end of the summer, sort of like uh, finally... Uh, the, after 4th of July, a couple weeks goes by and everybody's finishing up their breaks and the kids are getting ready for school, mine included. So, you know, we got that going on for whatever it's worth. I got no point to make there other than it's happening. Um, the other thing that's happening is lawyer talk questions are pouring in. And unfortunately I've been so darn busy upstairs. I haven't had a chance to get to all of them. Um, I, I but I am, I'm going to do it. I might even come in, come in this weekend and crank them out. The most recent question was a fascinating one about Star Trek and an episode of Star Trek, which, uh, you know, don't just hold off. Don't make you, don't judge because there's, it's, there's a lot of parallels in that question. And, uh, I, there's a lot for me to think about in order to answer it. So I'm going to hold off until I've got it right. It might even, it might even warrant a bigger episode than just a quick Q and a, it might even be a round table with Norm. I haven't decided yet, or even a, a full blown legal breakdown because it is that deep. Um, at any rate, uh, as always on Wednesday, we're going to tune in here. If you uh, uh, don't get through to the Blitz well, last week, if you didn't get through to the Blitz because you're hearing this next week, uh, then uh, no worries. Send it, send us a question like everybody else is at lawyertalkpodcast.com. Uh, I just shared my podcast with some other folks and uh, they liked it and they're going to keep uh, tuning in. So it's growing, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. Be part of the trend. You know, don't get left behind. Send your question in now because one of these days it'll be too late. You won't be able to get to us. We'll be so busy, so famous, so rich and wealthy from this podcast that, uh, well, never mind. That's probably never going to happen. Anyway, uh, here is Loper and Randy. No more of my rambling. We're going to get right to the questions. Hey, Steve Palmer. What's up, man? It's Loper and Randy. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm headed to Cleveland today to go see Rage Against the Machine. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, man. Uh, my boy Hassey got tickets like three years ago. Held on to him. So <laughs> today we reap the bennies. Right. So it's not <laughs> this. It's not this flex pricing that's going to cost you five grand. No, thank God. That is insane. Thank God. The flex pricing is terrible. It's insane. It really is. They're allowed to fluctuate. Mm. So, Steve, let me ask you a question, man. I, I keep seeing a lot of articles and, and news stories on television about these. Uh, the the bail no what, cash bail no cash bail like where people are committing crimes and then like basically just walking scot free like why is this happening and and when did this start happening and how is that even legal well it's it's legal because they say it's legal i mean here here's how this works so bail and bond is designed to do a couple of different things it's it's mainly designed to secure your appearance at trial so if you get in trouble, you're charged with a crime and you're released from jail, they want to have some security that you're going to show up and not just skip. And uh, those of us from the 80s, remember the fall guy, his job was to, Colt Seavers would run around trying yeah. to get people who skipped on their bail and he would work That's for right. bondsmen. And bondsmen actually have something called a bondsman privilege where they can go make arrests and and do what they need to do to, to get people in so their bond is secured. And then, then uh, came along sort of an agenda, I'll call it what it is, uh, that it's a bail was unfair and uh, it was having some disparate impacts on those who are poor, those who uh, maybe it was racially related, who knows. But uh, so there's been this political push to eliminate bond, um, which brings me to the second part or the second reason for bail and bond. It's not only to secure appearance, but to protect the public. So, you know, if you have somebody who's dangerous to the public, say like a psycho killer and he's out on a rampage killing people, nobody wants that person out on bond. So the sometimes they hold people without bond if it's so dangerous or their flight risk is so great that they shouldn't have bond. 
And now we're, we're seeing the other side of that, the complete polar opposite of that, which is no cash bail. So you just promise to show up. Well, as you can imagine, uh, as with any extreme like this, there's it, it never works. It, bond and bail require discretion out of a court. A judge has to be a judge. A judge has to use judgment and make a decision based upon uh, the information presented at the initial bond hearing. You know, this person lives locally in Columbus. This person has never been in trouble before. There's no history of this person failing to appear. And this is a nonviolent crime, Judge. We don't believe that any cash bond would be appropriate. Just a, just a, uh, a promise to appear is good enough. And then pick the other side of the coin. Like this person's got a record a mile long, never shows up in court. And by the way, they've committed four other violent acts that we know about. That person should not just be released on their own recognizance. So like anything, whenever we have policies in the practice of law that I've seen, like this kind of practice, it usually results in bad outcomes because not any two, no two cases are the same and they require some degree of discretion. And the problem is people can always run the discretion through the sort of the feedback mill and come up with uh, bad reasons for it. And maybe, maybe there is some uh, ill intent behind some of it, but not all of it. And I think we're seeing sort of the, the absurd results that nobody would have wanted as a result of this. All right, so we have some uh, open lines at 821-9970, 800-821-9970, or just simply text the number 9700, and then in the uh, in the, uh, the, text. the text little area, just type in your question, and we'll get it right here in the studio. All right, this, uh, this text is from Billy, said, if you own property and someone wants to run crappy T1, is it T1 Internet? Yeah. T1 yes. Internet T1 service. Lines. By boring under your driveway, do you, I think they meant burring, right? Under your driveway, do you have to allow it? There are multiple access points to the service location that is requesting service that does not go through our yard. We have $3,000 worth of landscape work that is potentially in the way of the people who want to burrow through the yard underneath our driveway and take out a tree. Yeah, we used T1 lines forever in in radio for a long time. Well, this, this Bill hates T1. He said they have north and east access of the location so i do not understand why they would fill our seat necessary to run their crappy service <laughs> under our driveway through our yard and ruining our 700 tree what options do we have to stop this i ran the utility marker person off my lawn they were marking dangerously close to the tree yeah so i mean i love how this this whole problem is quantified <laughs> or qualified by the crappy service right so it's yeah. like <laughs> it, it, I'd, I'd love to say that's relevant but it probably isn't um here, I, I don't know the firm answer to this. What you're talking about is something called an easement, whether the utility company has an automatic easement to run uh, their utility service lines under, in, around, or through your property, whatever it would be. Um, and they can't just do it. There's, you know, there's, there's probably going to be some compensation for it, perhaps. I, I'd have to see what the local rules are and ask somebody who really, really, really knows, and that's not I. But I do know this. They can't just destroy your property while doing it. They're going to have to bear responsibility for the damages, the changes, et cetera. So th- there's probably an answer somewhere in between that I don't know about. But I would ask the company under what authority they're doing this. Say, why you, I don't give you authority to, to bore a hole horizontally underneath my driveway. Um, because if you do that, you're going to destroy all this other property. What are the assurances that you're going to pay for it? Get these answers up front and maybe try to do it. Look, I, I, I like the thought of running utility people off your property, but uh, before you do it or while you're doing it next time, ask them what their authority is or who you can speak to in management uh, so you can get the rules of play in place on what's going on. 
And uh, if they don't have the authority to do it, you'll, you'll find out very quickly or they'll, they'll feed you some nonsense. And if it goes too far, give me a shout, 614-224-6142. I'll try to get you a quick answer if I can. All right, here's a text from Sarah. I allowed an 18-year-old neighbor to house it for me. I said no parties. The cops called me one night while I was gone to inform me that 20 to 30 kids were in my home. The cops could see drugs and alcohol inside the house and kids pass out on the floor. Oh, wow. The police broke up the party. No arrests were made. I kicked the 18-year-old out, the house sitter out, the following day. I returned home to a filthy house, minor damage. That will cost me my time and money. What do I have for this damage done to my home, like the recourses? Uh, they're minors. They're underage drinkers breaking the law inside my home. Jerks. Yeah, what I would do is I your claim would be against the person who was house sitting. So if the person who's house sitting exceeded their authority, and clearly they did because you did not authorize an alcohol and drug fueled uh, <laughs> debauchery party at your house. Wow. Um, but uh, that caused damage. So the the the, the responsibility is going to lie there. Now that doesn't mean you're going to collect any money from an 18 year old neighbor who uh, threw the party. I mean, look, I can I can just picture myself in like 1988. And somebody said, here, go house sit this uh, house sit while we're gone for a week. I mean, my buddies would have been over probably. So, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, Me too. it, it happens. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's right, but you you want to look for recourse from the 18 year old. Otherwise yeah. sort of chalk it up as experience. I hope not too much damage was done. And then most important, I hope nobody got hurt. Nobody got sick and there wasn't any real problems as a result of the drugs and alcohol. All right, let's go to line one here. This is Sid standing by Sid. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys this morning? Excellent, my friend. Uh, it's Wednesday. We have Steve Palmer here. So what is your legal question? Um, uh, my elderly neighbor came to me the other day and clearly upset. We're saying that his uh, daughter and son-in-law was making him sell his house, his car, and making him move to Florida with them. And he obviously does not want to go. And I'm just trying to figure out some way legally that I, I don't know that he can have an injunction against this or something. I mean, he was very upset and was very clear he did not want to go. And he was just like, they're going to take my house, my wheels, and make me move, and I don't even like Florida. Yeah, he's oh, like, the weather's too warm and gentleman. sunny there. You How know? old is he? How old is he? <laughs> he's 85. Oh, man. Yeah, this is all he knows is he, here in Columbus. very, I mean, he is healthy for his age. He walks the neighborhood. He drives where he wants to go, and oh. I just try to give him a little advice if I could. Yeah. You are so kind. That is very nice. You sir. really are. Yeah. I mean, Thank this you. is one of those hard scenarios. I mean, first, we don't know all the facts. I mean, we don't know what's going on, um, why the family wants to move or maybe has to move. Maybe there's a job. Maybe they maybe they don't have a choice and they're worried that here nobody can take care of this guy uh, if and when he needs it. And, you know, otherwise, no, nobody's a prisoner of anybody. So, you know, nobody has to do anything. Nobody can be made to do anything. So I, I would also want to know what the authority is that they are trying to force this. Maybe they own the house. Maybe they're making the payments. It might be that he's just getting the pressure to move and he realizes maybe he doesn't have a choice because he would be left sort of without anybody. I, I realize these are not really good answers to your question, but I'm not sure there is a good answer to your question. I mean, I think we would, I would want to know more and, and really sort of dig in and see, because I remember, you know, my, my father having to deal with some of these problems with uh, his mother and when, when it was time to move out of the house and time not to have a driver's license and go through those things. And I mean, it just, it just, it pulls at your heartstrings. It sucks. And But what if nothing's wrong and the kids are just trying to get like dad's money and that's know, what I was thinking. Yeah, that's well, what I'm thinking. And then there's that. To yeah. me, from, from what I've talked to the man before, it seems a little like that. Yeah, it does. Oh, that I wanted to spend the money. 
Yeah, he should say no then. You know, if he's got the financial means not to do it and he doesn't have to, like, they're not allowed to have his money. They're not allowed to just take from him. They're not allowed to force him to do anything. So what's his recourse? Like, it's hard probably at his age and, you know, with with dealing with his children. I mean, it it just sucks. But, you know, he's going to have to stand up to it and say no. Um, I don't know, unless they have some sort of legal authority, um, a conservatorship or, you know, something like that, guardianship, then I, I don't think they can make him do it. Uh, so I would, uh, I'd want to know more facts beforehand and, uh, maybe dig in and just sit down and have a cup of coffee with the guy and ask him what the circumstances are. Oh, I feel God. terrible I, for I, that guy. I, I, I appreciate your guys' time. Yeah, hey, man. Thank you so much, brother. Everyone needs a neighbor like you. you. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, 821-9970, 800-821-9970, and uh, 99-700 on text if you want to text in your legal questions. Now, this is an odd one. It's from Candace. Uh, she says, this guy invited me to to live in his home okay he knew i didn't have feelings for him he is 70 i am 63 he is now on a site trying to find as he puts it companionship but it's more really and he, this is what she's saying yeah and he's now in contact with a married lady in oklahoma trying to get her to leave her marriage for him oh my god he plans on telling me i need to move when i have nowhere to go so i need to know if squatters rights will be will put the fear of God into him because he hates to spend money. He lured me here knowing I didn't want him. He's in breach as far as I know. Need to know what I should try and whom I should call. Yeah, I'm a little confused by this. So Won't go to a shelter. She's she's living with this guy and she is, read the first part of that again. I refuse, okay, this is the part she wrote. I refuse to leave until I'm prepared to. He invited me here. And as soon as I got moved in, he acted like it was okay Uh. for me to fake any feelings I have. All right, He's so. 70 this September. I'm 63. Okay. Well, she's living in the house. And, you know, once you live in a house like that by invitation and you move in and you make it your residency, landlord tenant law is going to apply. You know, she he can probably evict you. He can probably go to court and start eviction actions uh, to get you out of there. But he can't just say pack and leave overnight. Um, but if he owns the house and you're there at, uh, at sort of his invitation, uh, two things are sort of true is that he can't just boot you because you've made it your residence, but you can't force yourself to stay either. He can use legal means to evict you as if it were uh, a landlord tenant situation and you weren't paying rent. Um, it would revert to just month to month and it'll take a month or two to get you out. But if he knows what he's doing, he can probably do it. So I would, uh, it sounds like a, a relationship you probably don't want anyway. Uh, so yeah, I, sounds I, like it. I, I would probably she wrote something else. Okay. She just wrote it. something else. All right. She said uh, he wants to start a relationship with this married woman. He's been to the courthouse and to a lawyer, but they gave him a ton of paperwork and wanted a lot of money to try to evict me. So yeah, well, he knows what he has to do then, now. whether he's yeah. going to fall yeah. through. I don't know. And then she know. goes, this idiot lured me here knowing, knowing I didn't want a relationship. All right. Well, hold on. I mean, that's it, weird, right? You know, nobody's luring me into a relationship. I don't want to go live with, you know, it's like, I don't mean to criticize, but look, we got to take some responsibility here too. I think what, what probably I would do in this situation is find a better place to live as soon as possible. And, um, whatever that is, and I know that, you know, it may suck. You may have, you may have gotten all your eggs in one basket here, but if this guy wants to evict you, he will be able to evict you. Yeah. And plus you don't want to be in a situation where it's dangerous, you know, like where you're in danger of this guy losing his mind or something like that, trying to kick you out of the house. Justin standing by on line two. This is a question for Steve Palmer. Justin, it's Loper and Randy, man. You're on with Steve Palmer. Go ahead. Justin. Just in case. Well, 
See ya. All right. So, uh, Steve Palmer, man, thanks so much for joining us this week, man. We really appreciate it, bro. I'll let you know how the raid show goes up in Cleveland. Yeah. Keep me posted guys. And, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. If I call you from jail, make sure you call me right back. Uh, I'll be, I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) My lawyer. And he can be yours. Steve Palmer, ladies and gentlemen, also doing a podcast of his own. You can go to theblitz.com and download that. I know that you guys are recording right now. So uh, carry on, my friend. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Another great blitz question. You know, maybe I got a little too harsh with the girl. I I don't know. Um, It uh, something about getting lured in. Eh, I'd like to know more to that story and what the what really is happening. Uh, As far as uh, the other questions, you know, the underground drilling, that's an interesting one to me. I know I've had property before with utility easements on it. And there's there's usually some compensation or something that has to be done. I I don't think the utility company can just start digging. So there's probably an answer there. Uh, the elderly guy, man, that's just one of those uh, heartstrings type of situations that nobody wants to have to deal with. Uh, and like all things I've sort of learned over the years, there's always two sides to the story. Every time I uh, think I've got it all figured out, I talk to the other side and I'm like, oh, well, that's a pretty good point also. And, you know, those are lessons learned through the hard knocks of life for everybody, but particularly in law school when you're forced to take both sides of the argument. But anyway, uh, I'm digressing because we've got a roundtable waiting here at 511. Uh, so it didn't get through to the Blitz this week or last or next week or any other week. Give us a shout at lawyertalkpodcast.com. Just send me a question. I've got them waiting in the wings and they're good ones. I promise. I keep promising, but I'll deliver. I promise. All right. So this is Lawyer Talk Q&A with the Blitz off the record on the air, at least until now. <laughs> 